We three from GP, ran to Tommy B, broadcasting live on your frequency, giving you updates on these Georgia streets. These are horses for the people that don't get to speak. Issues, black news, the conversation's deep. Shout out to Slick I'm Nick. going in on the beat. iPods, Androids, or your laptop. These boys swinging for the fence, saying lie. Then came a long way from being homies on the block. From Afros and Braves, and now they at the top. You want facts? This is where I get them from. GP3, RTT, at gmail.com. Send them feedback, and they'll be sure to send a response. I gotta go now. The show starts in 3, 2, 1. Hey, what's up, everybody? We are back, man. Episode round 24, GP3. 24, 24 man. Can you believe it? <laughs> I can't believe it, man. Next thing you know, I'm going to be at 25. That's what I'm saying, a quarter of, uh, you know, right. which, uh, you know, quite a quite a feat, uh, considering how we pulled this thing together and kind of did it, man. But, uh, you know. Yeah, we, we ahead, did man. it over some chicken wings and uh, <laughs> and some brew. Was that true? Is that when did we when did we do that? Basically, <laughs> at the at your house, man, when the um, Cavaliers were playing the um, Golden State Warriors game one. That's yeah, we when did. We start talking about. We it. start talking about it, and um, you know, came about to- about sixty eight weeks later, man. Uh, you know, you and Tut have been talking, and next yeah. thing you know, the three of us came together in August. Yep, yep, and uh, you know, man, uh, with everything going on, uh, I'm glad we are continuing. Um, you know, as you know, and, and I'm not going to jump in immediately. Let's go ahead and just do our official business. Uh, you know, we're GP3. Okay. Uh, people call us GP3. We're called GP3. Uh, stands for Grow Part 3. Um, my Myself, Tommy B. Uh, my man, Ran. I'm Ran. Go ahead. I'm Ran. I'm Ran. And uh, we, we all attended along with Tut. We all attended uh, Grove Park Elementary School, graduated in 1977, and uh, I lived on in North uh, Grove Park area, North Avenue. And you were where? Where were you? Uh, South Brand. Elizabeth. South Elizabeth Place. Uh, for 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 our out of town guests, Grove Park is uh, a community in Atlanta. Yep, Northwest Atlanta, Georgia. Call it Northwest Atlanta. Yeah, Northwest yeah. Atlanta, the the most diverse zip code uh, in the city. Part of part of uh, Congressman Lewis's district, <laughs> which which used to be Andrew That's, Young's. Yeah, right. That's right. That's right. So, um, you know, it, it's uh, it's a place with a lot of heritage, a lot of history, and uh, you know, won't go into it. But uh, we're proud to be able to do this every single week. And right now, man, there's just so much going on. Uh, I think it's good to just continue dialogue, give people an opportunity um, to uh, to really, you know, hear perspective. Because um, I'm gonna get to the word alternative facts. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, yeah, and I won't, yeah, I, won't, I won't start on that yet. But uh, you know, just interesting. Oh yeah, we you know. we just three brothers sitting in the garage talking. Yep, that's sitting it. in lawn chairs talking. Yes, we are sitting. Our wives the- to the garage. Yep, yep. You know it. Trump Friday, man. Um, of course, inauguration. Did you have a chance to watch? Did you watch it? Uh, I kept my head in the sand. I had no uh, intention to watch it, but I did hear that it was the fifth most watched inauguration. Fifth. Wow. Uh, so, okay, it was it, fifth. It, did you see the top four? Yeah, the top four. Uh, Reagan was one. Reagan was uh, one. At four, yeah, Reagan was one at 41.8 million. Mm-hmm. Barack Obama was two at 37.8. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy Carter was 31. Um, Richard Nixon was at 33. 
Mm-hmm. And then comes uh, our current president. Then after that comes uh, uh, Bill Clinton and George Bush. Well, you know, here's an interesting thing, I think, in this um, in our new media world. Um, That's right. I think the numbers not to discount, uh, not to even you know talk about attendance at the uh, inauguration and interest. Uh, I, I think a couple of factors played into it, but one of the things about watching TV numbers or looking at TV numbers today versus TV numbers pre-internet is you've got a diverse way of actually watching uh, watching uh, TV or watching uh, events take place. Uh, I think a lot of people streamed. Uh, you know, I, I was in an office and and a lot of people were streaming at their desk. They didn't have traditional TV going. Uh, a lot of people watched it on Twitter, which, you know, the, the our new president's uh, weapon of choice. And um, when you've got that, I mean, just to kind of give comparison, uh, you remember MASH and that finale, correct? That's right. Uh, uh, one of the most watched. I think. Yeah, one of the most the watched most wa- TV show ever. It, was that the case? It's still still that, the most watched one ever. Yeah, and, and, and Seinfeld, I won't give you the numbers. But I don't think no one or no TV show will ever eclipse that because of the fact that people watch, you know, there's so many different networks plus so many different ways to watch traditional TV no longer exists, no longer dominates, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There there are so many different uh, venues uh, and channels to watch TV. And and that's also that's a big thorn in the sign side of the um of the networks yeah, because they they're having a hard time trying to capture what is actually being watched but you and, know what is the rise yep go ahead man and the rise of am and the rise of amazon and um netflix has really uh and all and, and web streaming has has really uh disrupted their world yep when you've got twitter twitter showing it live people can watch it on their twitter account on their phones uh and you've got uh you know even youtube i think uh, a lot of different ways for people to stream it. It it cuts into your official TV numbers. So I think that had part to do with it. The other part was the the country so divided, um, you know, and I don't know how, how your, you know, your side, your friends talked about the inauguration, but you had a lot of people who just said, I'm not going to watch it. And, um, you know, and, and they, they yeah. adamantly, they were passionate about not watching it, you know, so, you had the divided country and you also have, you know, the, the fragmentation of media, man. You got a combination of that. You got low numbers, you know. So, um, yeah, I, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think? It what, is what it is. You hear the message? Um, I heard bits and pieces of it. It sounded like one of the most angriest inaugural addresses I've ever heard, man. Uh, it sounded like still a campaign speech. Yeah. And that's what um, I think a lot of people were saying. It sounded, you know, uh, it, well, the, the term I heard most, most was dark. People kept saying it was dark. Right. So with, right. It, this is the time where as a new president, this is where you really uh, utilize this opportunity to uh, preview your agenda, yeah. where you're going to go. Yeah. And, and, and and where you're going to take America. And also to basically give people a reassurance that I am the guy you elected who's going to take us to the next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did not hear a lot of that. I mean, I hear a lot of heard a lot of problems and issues, carnage. I mean, come on. I mean, are we 
is America that bad that we have carnage? Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me, let me play something for you, Rand. And, um, oddly enough, you know, there's always something that comes out of one of these speeches, right? And okay. I'm going to play this for you and, and we'll discuss it, but let me, it, it's short, about 18, 20 seconds. Hang tight. And here we go. Okay. We are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. We take Gotham from the corrupt and we give it back to you, the people. All right, you got that? Sounded like <laughs> said Batman or something like that, man? <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, folks are out there. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Folks are out there talking about that. Um, and we'll play that in just a minute, too. But folks are out there talking about um, the fact that that line, which did come from Batman, the one with Bane, uh, you know, this is the one, uh, you know, not the, the Heath Ledger Joker, but the, the follow up. So, uh, you know, Bane's a, a villain. So they said, I mean, well, you know, you heard it. The line from the first part of that was Trump. The second part of that was Bane. And um, folks were like, I mean, that was like all over the news, like last 48 hours, credible news, you know, credible news, folks, YouTube are posting that and just saying, hey, he got that line from Batman, <laughs> from, from the villain, Bane. <sighs> Four years, man. <laughs> Four years of that, bro. So, Ryan, what were your thoughts, man? You heard that. What were your thoughts? Well, I mean, again, I've seen about every um, villain that I've seen in a movie, man. Um, also, it reminds me of one of the Mike Myers characters, man. Um, you know, it, 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 <laughs> this guy's so comical in so many ways, man. But, you know, his family has shown that plagiarism is part of their DNA. Yeah. Go back to Melania Trump and, and some other things that, you know, they've done. So um, this, is, this is scary, but it's funny because... He is becoming a character of a character now. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, what's happening, man, I think people, um, a lot of these politicians, man, are relying on these script writers um, and ghost writers without really checking, you know. And, and you know, when when you've got, uh, you know, I, I had a chance to look at CNN, man. I checked out the end uh, where they talked about the end of Obama, the uh, in you know, the last few days of, of his presidency. And, uh, you know, all the speech writers were together in a room and you look at the, the script. I mean, the uh, the speech writers, they're young, man. I mean, yeah, these, yes. These yes. folks most look like they're were, right out of college. Most of them you know? probably, Go ahead. From what I saw, most, most of them were probably between 25 and 40. Yep. And, and, and uh, they get, you know, they got all these influences going on. And in a lot of cases, you know, that kind of stuff's a big influence. So when they write, you know, they, they write, you know, and might be influenced may not even be thinking about it. And that stuff leaks in, you know, so, you know, yeah. uh, I'm going to leave it at that. But women's protest yesterday, uh, your thoughts on that? Um, you know, you and I have had a text exchange and I kind of agree with what Tav Tavis Smiley basically said, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of hard to fathom yeah. all that sisterhood and love was, uh, was being, um, uh, when, when they, when 53% of white, uh, basically turned their backs on on all these women that showed up. Say that line one more and, time. You kind of cut toward the end, but say that. Okay, line. it's as Tavis Smiley said. You know, kind of fathom with all this sisterhood and love that fifty three percent of whiter women 
turned their backs on these women yeah. showed up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, a lot of folks were saying, well, you know, Tavis, how could you dismiss all that sisterhood? And, and my point was the election was in November, you know, if, uh, right. and, and I don't think I saw that kind of solidarity that galvanized effort before the election, man. And, and it could have yeah. made the, it could have made the difference. I mean, I kept asking myself, why don't we have all these celebrities doing, uh, you know, even though some of them were stepping up, why weren't they doing more, uh, you know, cameos, you know, and, and cutting commercial spots and, 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 you know, testimonial TV stuff, you know, that's my point. I mean, if, if you were willing to come out and be angry after the fact, why couldn't you be angry before the fact? And, uh, well, and also, too, also too, Tommy, you got to you got to put a lot of blame on on the Clinton campaign. I do. Yeah, uh, you got to put a lot of blame on them. They did not they did not take advantage of the opportunities when that man in uh, was it August or September mm-hmm. when the videotape when the videotape was released. Yeah, yeah. and all the, in all the other history, um, documented history of him. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, they but took think, it for granted. Uh, they took it for granted. Yeah. Right now, right now, these white women got bias remorse. Yeah, they do. But you know, here's, here's my race, point. Rand, race, ra- go ahead. Racism trumped. Racism trumped uh, sisterhood during yeah. the election, during yeah. the voting booth, and now they're coming back saying, "Oh my, what did we do?" Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, man. I mean, I I, I sat there. And and not that I mean, I thought it was a great effort and you appreciate, you know, the fact that people have a right to protest and, you know, it's beautiful to get all those folks together. But, man, I, I asked myself how much of a difference it would have made if um, if they had come together with that kind of solidarity and effort before the election. And, and you know what? And, and, and go, I'm, I'm going to say this, too, man. You know, um, was Bernie there? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he was at one of the rallies. I don't know. I don't know if he was at the one in D.C., but I think he was at one. Of, I saw John Lewis. He, he participated. He marked. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah but, I, you know, one of, go ahead, one, one of the things that gets me a little cons- little upset is the fact is that, you know, everyone kept talking about the party vote, the, the, the women of color vote. Yeah. They did their bit. They, yes. they came out and voted. Yes, they did. Uh, yeah. Women of color women. did their thing. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it was the white women that, that, that let them down, and and no one is calling them on the carpet for for this. Well, you, and, know, you know, I'm, I'm gonna play this, Rand. I'm just gonna play this right here. <laughs> That's you know, and and I'm not saying you know that I'm giving up and and not gonna talk about stuff, but too much, too little, too late, man. You know. Yes, it's over. And I ain't saying it's over, but too much, too little, too late. You know, oh yeah, you know what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. It, it's like okay. I, I mean, I, I it almost man hurt to watch. Okay, look at all this solidarity. I'm like all these people, and and you know they did say, well, that's the popular vote. That's you know shows that the popular vote was in Hillary's favor. Okay, but on the other hand, I think you know that kind of show of solidarity didn't go down. When was the election? What date was that? November, November 8th? 8th or 9th? One of those days. Yeah, yeah. So, November 8th or 9th. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. prior to November 8th, where was that solidarity? Where was that showing, you know? Um, yeah, where, where was that showing? Mean, I mean, really, where was it? I mean, 53%? Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, 
I, I just don't get it. I, I, I truly don't get it. Yeah. And, and now, I mean, I was reading the other day, they're saying their Twitter accounts popping up now. Regret Trump yeah. Twitter accounts are popping up. They're, they're growing because I think people now are realizing that, you know, he's the, he was a, he was quote the, but my God, we just opened up Pandora's box yeah. and now we can't get the genie back into the bottle now. Yeah. Hey, one, I'm going to play one more thing for you, man. Hang on. Okay. Opposing force stands a chance. This is Madonna. In the face of true solidarity. And to our detractors that insist that this march will never add up to anything, fuck you. <laughs> this was live on CNN. <laughs> this was live. Fuck you. So you're going to get the anchor step in. Just it is the beginning of much needed change. Okay. Okay, we're going to pull out of that because uh, some of the language used. It's Madonna. We didn't know what she was going to say. I've got Jim Shino and Diana Bash sitting out. Uh, so so my point so is, you... it's Madonna. <laughs> so it's like, you know, okay, we didn't know. <laughs> it's Madonna. like saying Kanye. Come on. You, I mean, you know. That was funny. I mean, come on. It was funny as hell to me, man. I ain't going to lie to you. It, it's funny, man. It's, it's funny, man. But you know what? I've heard that term used so many times yeah. to people in anger. Ain't yeah. nothing result. Ain't nothing good resulted from that. It's numbing. So, yeah. I mean, so yeah. So so you know, she she showed her anger. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, but now let's turn that anger into strategies, particularly at the local levels. Yeah. Let's start holding these people accountable. I, I, you know, you know, they need to start asking themselves if they witnessed some of the conference. Why was it that the, the women, um, the female candidates for cabinet were grilled at a much higher excruciating level than the male candidates for these cabinet positions? Yeah. You know, uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm watching some of these some of these cabinet confirmation hearings. And these guys are getting softball questions out, out the wazoo where some of the women, particularly DeVos, I mean, they point blood told you, I don't even think you've qualified for this job. Well, you know, the, you know? the, the whole I, I watched some of uh, Rick Perry and it was like the yuck yuck session. You know, I mean, it was, um, you know, considering the guy, first of all, didn't remember uh, the cabinet, didn't remember the uh, the department uh, in the in, during the debate and considering the fact that he felt it needed to be uh, deleted, eliminate, eliminate, right. um, you know, it was a yuck, yuck session. So I'm gonna leave it at that, man. I mean, people judge for themselves if they can, if, if they're willing to. Um, but, right. um, you know, I think you're absolutely right. Um, because I think the, uh, was it the education, uh, yeah, the uh boss. Boss, yeah. even though I'm not a big fan, I mean, it was, uh, it was intense, you know? So, oh yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean they basically called her incompetent. Like, I don't even know why the hell you sitting in front of us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, these with, with Tom Price and, yeah. and, uh, Jeff Sessions, I mean, they were giving these softball, conciliatory type of questions, yeah. you know, make it, I mean, the question had almost, almost rationale to excuse some past behavior. I mean, you know, like Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, one more thing. We're going to move on to the Intel community. Uh, uh, president had a um, conversation with him yesterday, Saturday morning. We're taping on Sunday. I uh, want to hear some uh, CNN response. 
Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, uh, the president here. Jim Shudo, I'm just going to, out of the gate, start with you, as you perfectly explained to the viewers the, the significance of where he was standing in Langley, the 117 stars of the live loss in this country. What did you just hear? Listen, that is hallowed ground at the CIA. Those stars represent men and women killed in the service of their country. Those are the words that are over those stars behind President Trump's head there. One of them is for Johnny Michael Spann. He, he was the first American killed in Afghanistan after the invasion, after 9-11. The first words out of Donald Trump's mouth in that hallowed spot, uh, I'm not saying it's the equivalent of the tomb of, un of the unknown soldier, but for the CIA, in effect it is, right? Sure These is. are unknown, yeah. Yeah. Uh, faceless individuals who gave their lives for the country. The first comment from the president's mouth there was about favorable Fox News coverage. Then he went on for a moment to say, no one backs you more than me. But then, and I think my colleagues and I were making a running list of the dozen other topics he mentioned there beyond Fox News coverage. I mean, the Zeke Miller thing about the MLK statue, uh, um, uh, General Michael Flynn, Reince Priebus, uh, the size of the crowd yesterday. He did eventually circle back and again say, I'm a thousand percent behind you. I mean, the, the truth is, it, all you needed to hear there was, I'm coming here because of the great sacrifice you made. I'm standing in front of these stars here, which is a representation of that sacrifice. I'm behind you, and I appreciate the work. There were about a thousand other things in there, and I, I'll just I'll just speak from this, this point. I, as a journalist who's covered the intelligence community for a long time, uh, I'm just amazed at, at that kind of commentary from the president in that spot at this time. But let me just tell you, it's not my place. Let, let me tell you what what folks inside the community, I imagine, because there were 200 folks there uh, from the CIA who volunteered to come today. Weren't required to. It's it's a day off. They volunteered to come today because the president is coming to. To speak, you know, what do they want to hear? They, they certainly want to hear support. They want to hear that they're not seen as a political body, as the president in his own public comments has accused them of being. They heard some perfunctory comments in that direction. Was it an expression of support from the folks I talked to in the intelligence community? I got to say, it, it wasn't what they were. I imagine expecting or hoping to hear from him. It was a campaign rally, mm -hmm. and that's not what you expect at the CIA. And uh, I think the president, the president's staff knew that he had a lot of ground to make up because of the problems he has had with the CIA, tweeting negatively about them, comparing them to exactly. Nazi Germany, questioning intelligence, questioning whether the DNC was hacked by the Russians, and, and on and on and on. He did say today, to give him his due, he did say, I'm with you a thousand percent. I want you to know that. He went on and on about his nominee, Pompeo, and maybe that gave people there an, an awful lot of reassurance that finally the president was going to be on board with the information they, they worked so hard to deliver. But when he goes off on these tangents about himself and about the size of his crowds and the Martin Luther King There were King many statue. more words about the size of his crowd than about right. his support. For and the when he conflates the military with the CIA, he said the military gave us a tremendous percentage of votes. We're all on the same wavelength. Well, these folks are, are not part of the military. Right. And so I think that... Um, but there may be some people there scratching their heads asking, why did you come here? Because politically it was the right thing to do and your staff told you to do it or because it is what you believe well, about it? When us? he said that the media was the most dishonest people in the world, oh, referring, forgot you forgot that, so I'm just going to add that for you, Gloria, <laughs> because I know we jotted the same line at the same time right. saying that it was the media that made up the feud between right. Trump and the CIA, but we know 
forgive me, damn well, that he pushed back, right, mm-hmm. on the exactly. CIA sure. reports, on what they came, the, the conclusions they came to on Russia and hacking. You, you referred to it repeatedly in tweets as intelligence in quotes. Exactly. Quotes. He was undermining right. this. Multiple this. times. Yeah. Look, we, we, the media, are a very easy target. That is not going to change. It has been so since the beginning of, of this republic and probably since the beginning of time and, and the free world. But... And so, you know, he can say what he wants. It's unfortunate that he said that there on hallowed ground. It happens to be not true that we conflated things that he said. All you have to go do is look at his Twitter feed uh, to see what he said, putting intelligence in quotes, saying at his own press conference uh, that the way that he thinks that they acted is like Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. That's not us. Those are his words. Let's just put that aside for a second, though. I know that during the end of the campaign, when Donald Trump now President Trump, then candidate Trump, was most successful. It was because he had people around him saying, if you tweet X, Y, or Z, or if you go off script, then it is going to take away from the message that you want to get out. Mm. He needs to understand, and maybe it's going to be a learning curve, that that is still the case even more so when you're President of the United States. What are your thoughts? I, I think the lady said it right. He was told to go there, just like this was that, like that, um, that interview or that that press conference he gave after after the video. Yeah. He, he looked he looked like he was a hostage. Mm-hmm. He was told he was told to do something. He did it. He was there, and then he does what he does. If I was in his cabinet, his mm-hmm. advisors, yeah, I would be very concerned because. You know, when you watch shows like MI5 and Scandal and 24, mm-hmm. anything anything can happen because these guys are responsible for protecting the republic. Yeah. And if if and if you if this guy keeps this type of behavior, mm-hmm. he will not have he will not have their support. Yeah. And I I think right now his support is eroding. Um, and my question is, with his handlers, is his hand are his handlers? behind this or he is such a loose cannon they have no control of what's going on which is scary in itself well you know kellyanne conway made um i guess an interesting line gave an interesting line i'm not sure where it came from but it's something that uh i think came out of maybe some conversation that they were having about the uh size of the crowd um the the disparity um, what one was was reporting based on what he was saying. The term is alternative facts. What does that mean to you, Rand? <laughs> what's the what's well, the alternative I mean, to facts? I mean, first of all, I mean, don't think about it. Don't think about it. What is the alternative all, to facts? Well, it's basically lies. I mean, that's, basically <laughs> yeah, it. that's it. Basically, I mean, damn. Basically. Just say he was this lying. <laughs> <laughs> this, this chick is gonna rot in hell. When it's gonna rot in hell, um, she, I mean, she is good at what she does. I give her credit, but her character and the character of this administration is is at an all time low, man. Well, you I, know, I, 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 it, it, it quite frankly, it just sounds like a a lot of defense attorneys. Uh, 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 it sounds like a bunch of defense attorneys. They do. Um, on the stand, and and every time there's a response, there's a spin. So, but but the fact that they're using this quote unquote alternative facts, it, it's just mind boggling, man. I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, no matter where you stand, you know, I don't care if you're you know uh, Republican, Democrat, Independent, Conservative, Liberal, you got to be a little bit concerned about people 
uh, who are now running the country using the term alternative facts as a credible way to, um, I guess, uh, support their argument. Crazy, man. All right. I'm, 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 I'm moving on, man. Uh, you know, Obamacare, um, executive order has been signed to basically start relieving health and human services, uh, giving them the approval to relieve uh, a lot of the uh, uh, regulation within Obamacare. No specifics given, but um, basically at their discretion, they can go through and start, you know, with red ink, just start wiping things away. Um, not much to say, except we have to kind of wait and see, but the process has started. What do you think, Graham? I, I, I think what you're going to see is I think you're going to see a lot of states and a lot of agencies, even though they're going to have that authority, yeah. they're going to wait. They're going to wait and see yeah. in terms of what's going to be the replacement because they don't want to be caught with caught with their pants down. Yeah. It's a major um, concern. It's a major concern. Right. And, and, um, you know, I think this was more of a symbolic thing. Mm -hmm. I don't think it really has much meat to it because at the end of the day, the Republicans are sitting here scrambling, trying to figure it out. Yeah. It sounds, what this does is he's going down his check mark of promises he made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, this is promise number one. He fulfilled that. Now he's going to, he's going to go to the next thing. Yeah. Um, you know, all these are going to be just basically spin points saying, Hey, we have, we have opened up the door. So Obamacare can be eradicated or whatever, you know, whatever terminology they want to use replaced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do believe that the people who, who know the nuts and bolts of the Obamacare, mm. uh, affordable care act, uh, they're not going to make any moves right now. Yeah. I, I believe that they're, they're going to sit there and say, Let's sit and wait because once we make a move, this is a domino effect. And as my mother used to always tell me, you cannot unring a bell once you ring it. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that more and more people are still signing up. So uh, a lot of the congressmen and senators are going to have to go back and look at their districts because um, I mean, TV commercials um, are still running, encouraging people to sign up. Have you seen them? Yeah. Yeah. I saw it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, it, I was a little shocked that 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 campaign is still running. But it is. It's on. Well, it's on. Well, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, you know, deadline is the 30th. Yeah. End of the month. So, yeah. um, you know, uh, I'm surprised they haven't uh, put a moratorium saying cease and assist on the ads. But, hey, you never know. You never know. All right, man, let's pivot. Let's pivot light. Uh, Falcons, man, it is Sunday. It is. Uh, That's right. January 22nd. And. Um, That's right. Probably, man. I'm jumped, well, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I jumped on the. I jumped. I jumped on the bandwagon. Well, you know, here's the thing, man. We natives, man. Okay, <laughs> we yeah. we are native Atlantans. We have a right to, you know. Let me let me go back, and I'm gonna give you the uh, just a brief summary of the Atlanta Falcons playoff history. Okay, um, they okay. Uh, they've only been in one Super Bowl. Okay, uh, conference championship three games. They're one and two. Uh, divisional round nine games four and five uh, wild, wild card games. Uh, this is just overall in the history uh, wild card, seven games, three and four. And they're all time playoff. Uh, if you look at just the collective 20 games, total eight and 12. Uh, a wow. Lot, a lot of folks are looking at this game as probably one of the biggest games in Falcons history for 
uh, a couple of reasons. Uh, because of the fact that they've not won, they're still one of the teams that they've not won a Super Bowl. They've been to one. Um, the disparity in the playoff record, I mean, the fact that it's negative. And also they're about to go into a brand new stadium, uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So winning a Super Bowl means a whole lot of money to Arthur Blank, you know, and, and also to the city of Atlanta because the city of Atlanta, uh, you know, the sooner they can get that, the uh, you know, whatever paid off the bonds and taxes in that, the better. And people look at this as a way, if they won a Super Bowl, to expedite that. What are your thoughts, man? Oh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, man. I'm, I, mean, I think the timing is right, man. You got a new stadium coming up next year because uh, I think that stadium is going to be used for the college uh, uh, championship. Yep. So, um, and, and so you got the new stadium coming up, uh, state of the art, uh, supposed to pass Jerry World, mm-hmm. and that this game, this could mean this could be the final game. Yeah. Actually, the, this will be the final uh, NFL game in the Georgia Dome. So, Rand, uh, what's your prediction for the game, man? What's your prediction? What do you see? Uh, I'm predicting the Falcons to win 28-17. I'll, I'll, uh, I think you, I think you're just about right. I'm going to say 35 to 28, uh, possibly a 42 point game. I think that it's going to be a high scoring game either way. So I, I, I agree. Yeah. Falcons, Falcons, um, they're going to be, they're, they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and they need it. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Chrisette Michelle, man. Uh have you done much uh have you heard much about this? I just heard she got paid a lot, man. I'm a race called up and I heard she was she was um um reportedly uh was supposed to get a three quarters of a million dollars for the performance. Yeah, what what I heard anywhere from two fifty uh, yeah, 250000 to 750000 is what is being floated out there. A lot of criticism. Well, I guess, Go ahead. I guess, I guess right now, man, she's going to start her reality career because her, uh, her singing career is over. Well, you know, uh, Spike Lee had her listed uh, to uh, her music to be used on a Netflix project that he has coming up, and he dropped her. Who? Uh, Spike Lee. Who's it? Spike Lee. So, oh, wow. yeah, after this uh, and her performance, Spike Lee announced uh, that he was going to remove her from his project. Uh, she was doing the music part of the soundtrack, and uh, he announced that she no longer will be participating because of her performance uh, at the inauguration. Now, keep in mind, uh, you know, for the folks who, uh, Lil Mo, I think uh, probably the only voice in the wilderness who's been supporting her, uh, you know, came out and basically said, you know, Here's a young lady. I think the height of her career was in 2009 with the Epiphany album, uh, the song Epiphany. Right. And and she, the album was at number one, sold about 470,000, but has been on a pretty consistent decline since. Um, you know, most of her projects are debuting uh, in the 70s and pretty much staying there. Uh, the height of the single position, I think the highest single debut was at number 14, um, but pretty much uh, has not seen her career get any kind of traction since 2009. So a lot of folks are like, you know, take the money and run. This might be your last chance. 
Uh, the Spike Lee thing is a big setback, and you're absolutely right. This might just become a reality show. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think, her, I, you know, like most artists, you know, you and I say this all the time, uh, God only gives you a certain number of hits. Yep. I think she, she I think she, um, she got her hits. I mean, I hate to say it. She's a one CD, a one album wonder. Yeah. Because I think that first that first CD had several good songs on it. Yeah, it did. Um, I I would say right now her radio airplay, those royalty checks are going to start slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, she she might get some incremental streaming from uh, some of the pop stations out there, some of the you know the top forty stations. But in terms of black radio, uh, I would say right now she's a pariah. Um, and it's going to be a while before she gets out. And so she might as well start looking to Bravo or somebody to get some reality show uh, to document her struggle or whatever this is, to, yeah. you know, yeah. because I, I think her music career right now is, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's taking a serious, uh, stop, hard stop. Yeah. Very. Yeah. It, it's, uh, I mean, I, I, I listen to some of the, whoo, some of the commentary. I think I sent you one from YouTube. Uh, it, man, it was it was harsh, bro. <laughs> I mean, damn near brutal. So, um, yeah, that that part of the career is pretty much done. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, um, and at the same time, I mean, you know, she's not the only African American that, that that participated in the um in the inauguration. I mean, you got that passed in Detroit and some other yeah. people. I mean, you know, um, these individuals, um, even though it was a decision, yeah. That they made, but yeah. they have to realize there's some there's some ramifications to it. Is it fair? You think, Rand? Is it fair? What you say, partner? Do you think it's fair? Um. Well, you know, it's it's not fair if you don't believe if you don't believe in in in, in her right to 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 get money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's it's not fair. I mean, it is not. It's not up to me to limit her livelihood. Yeah. That's the choice she has to make. Yeah. That's the choice she has to make. And you know, at the end of the day, she has to live with that decision, whether I agree with it or not. Is is totally irrelevant. Yeah. Um, at the end, you know, she, you know, that's up to her and her team. I mean, I hope that she sat down with her team, and they weighed the pros and cons. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you heard the story, man. Um, what's his name from uh, Jimmy Fallon's band? Uh, drummer, my man. Oh, uh, oh, um, yeah. Questlove. Um, Questlove. Amir. Amir. No, no. Questlove. Yeah. Questlove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's him. He uh, he offered her. Um, he offered her an alternative, money wise. He said, "Hey, I'll pay you not to perform." I'm not sure how much the offer was, but I think if more people had probably come to the table and said, "Look, you know." I'll, I'll, I'll pay you more, uh, which probably when they found out what she was making is like, no, we no, forget that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> you know, they hurt two fifty well, to seven hundred fifty. I, 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 I mean, you know? I mean, she's not that type of performer who can generate that type of cat. I mean, no, let's, she's not. Let's be she's honest. not. Yeah, be honest. The, man. Uh, the, the, the Trump campaign was in desperate need for talent. Omarosa had to impress her new boss. Okay. Omarosa found a young woman who is basically in a bind. They actually overpaid her. Yeah, they did. I mean, let's think about it. She would never be, she would have to do a full-fledged tour when she was hot Mm -hmm. to make that type of money. Yep. And that's assuming that she has publishing 
in addition to the performance royalties. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, so, so, you know, um, and the fact is that if you have to get to the point where you have to negotiate or bribe someone not to do something, yeah, it's, it's over. Ran, it, it, ran, it truly me, is over. And, and it's funny cause that's one of her songs. I think <laughs> it's like that, you know, that yeah, lines that, in that's there. one of our hits. Yeah. Um, let me ask you, man. Hey, we got four years. Do you think this is going to continue for four years? Consider um, okay, if if you compare um, the amount of or the, the the number of performance opportunities that African American performers had at the White House with the Obama administration over eight years, and even within a four year period, can our performance community afford to say no for four years? Uh, no. Because <laughs> let me tell you what's going to happen. Uh, Trump is very tight with Steve Wynn out there in Wynn Casinos out, out there in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of African Americans are, wanna go, are going to want a casino deal. And you know a casino deal yeah. when you're in the twilight or the back half of your career yeah. are sweet deals. They call it what, the Vegas would, residency? Yeah. yeah. When you go in residence at Vegas. Yeah. And I can see them dangling those types of opportunities in in order for people to perform at the White House for yeah. President Trump. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. I think this is going to pass. Right now, we're at a, this is kind of like an argument. You know, when you're in the heat of an argument, a lot of things are said. Yeah. But then when, when, you, when you walk away, you reconsider some of the things and actions that you, that you did. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you tend to get a little more mellow. You become a little more collaborative. Um, I, you're going to see more and more artists um, going to soften their stance. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will rationalize it. They will rationalize it many different ways, yeah. many different ways. Yeah. Um, and I think you're going to see that. I, I truly think you're going to see that. I mean, right now there's there's this visceral, visceral hatred. Uh, it's going to die down. But the only hope we have is the fact is that if Trump continues the way he has started, there might be hope for impeachment or some other things down the road. Uh, but I think, nutshell, these guys going to soften their stance because at the end of the day, these guys want to get paid. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that, I, I guess my question is, can you sustain, uh, you know, the protest and the boycotts? Um, I mean, it, it, it's, it's going to be interesting, man. I mean, if anything, uh, sustaining this is going to be the most interesting thing to watch. And uh, Right. It, 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 this is not like the Montgomery boycott that was done for 380-something days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not. Dude, dude, by November, yeah. if, if, if he hasn't, if he hasn't uh, right, right himself, corrected himself, mm-hmm. uh, this, this stuff is going to die down. I hate to say that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, man, we're going to do a quick roundtable. What's on your mind? What you got? Topic. Oh, man, you know, um, I think what's on my mind right now is that uh, I saw Bill Maher speak man and uh he's back yes he is he he's back he and um and michael moore these cats are back man and yeah. um 
I mean, it's, it's, I mean, they are nice voices to hear while you're in the wilderness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, but I think right now, uh, we need to come up with a plan. If to the listeners out there, please go and watch Frontline's two-part series about the division of America. Hmm. It talks about is that on, is, is that on, of, online uh, at at PBA or uh, PBS.com? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so PBS, and it, it is probably on. Um, it's probably on demand, and it's probably being streamed too. If you go to the to, to the PBS app, okay. And it talks it talks about the first, it talks about the Republicans' plan. It talks about the night of the inauguration, how they sat in a in a restaurant bar, and they mapped out the strategy. And that's what the Democrats are going to have to do. They're going to have to walk into the room. And think about this is war. This is not. This is not a pity, um, a snowball fight. This is war, and we're going to have to have a, a a strategy that is all about winning. It's not about appeasement. It's not about playing fair. This is about winning. Yeah. Okay, and that means everybody has to like. If you remember, if you know sports particularly like basketball. Back in the day when the Lakers had the team, the, the, um, uh, the, the Showtime team, everybody had a role. Yeah, Magic Johnson ran the show. Kareem was always the first option in the post. Byron Scott and James Worthy did that thing. And A.C. Green and Kurt Rambis' role was mm-hmm. to grab the rebound. Guess what? They never had a play designed for them. They just got all their points off garbage points. Mm-hmm. And that's what all these organizations are going to have to do is define their role and attack on multiple fronts because that's the only way you're going to make some change now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. I, 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 you think there's going to be an emergence of a third party? Um, I mean, we've had third parties. I, I, we've got a third party right now. A you real third party. Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Well, you know, now it's emerged. Trump, you know, Trump is more merged, but... Um, I mean, and as we say, history repeats itself, right? Yeah. You remember when Newt Gingrich had to take over? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Yep. We saw how long... We, we saw how successful that was. The, the takeover was more successful than the governance. Yeah. Or even or even and the Tea Party, you know? Then we saw the, the the most recent the Tea Party. Yeah. The takeover was very successful, but the governance was horrible. Yeah. This is I think we're going to see the same thing, but this time we got to be ready. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you know I got one thing, man, and uh, it, it's on a lighter note. Um, the uh, Michelle Obama expression memes that are that, that are out from inauguration. How do you? How, <laughs> I think it said it all, man. I think she, you know, I think, uh, you know, if anybody, I think Michelle listens, the first lady kind of knows the vibe. I think she's reading Facebook, Twitter. And uh, she said, I'm going to give y'all, I'm going to give y'all some relief. And it was funny as hell. (laughs) It was just, (laughs) did you see the part? What happened? I I saw the awkward exchange um, of the gift. With the the gif, yeah, it was just um, the expressions during the uh, during the speeches at the inauguration. You know, they they just show. It's just funny when you go online and you take a look at if you Google uh, Michelle Obama uh, inauguration memes. They just you know people just took 
you know, took her expressions and ran with them. You know. Oh man, um, you know, uh, Game of Thrones is on that Game of Thrones. Uh, House of Cards is coming back, and they showed the preview, and it shows a very dark inauguration. Wow. Um, so, so that's going to be interesting, right there. When, when House of Cards come back, how they what their take on this is, and also Scandal is going to have something very similar to this. So it's going to be interesting to see how art is going to imitate uh, life and and how um, the um, the uh, Trump administration deals with it. Hey, I, I saw this new show on okay. HBO. I think yeah. it's HBO called The Young Pope. Have you seen that? Uh, I've seen the previews uh, with uh, what's his name, uh, the British that. It's funny that the, yeah, the British actor Jude Law, Jude Law, Jude yeah, Law is Jude playing Law, Law. an American pope. <laughs> I'm like, damn, y'all could find an American to play an American pope. Yet yeah, it's like the Brits. Uh, so, he, so he's supposed dude. to be an American who who actually um, became pope. But go ahead. Yes, and he has he has many characteristics to our president. Yeah, he is. Um, yeah, I mean, some of the things he's saying to uh, what's her name um, from uh, God, man, what's, I'm forgetting all these actresses because, you know, they hadn't been around it so long. But the nun who raised him, um, who knows? Yeah, she and she played in she played in Annie Hall. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, but she but, was the title character in Annie Hall. Yeah. But she she uh, is his confidant. And uh, so right. a lot of the right. things she, she, that he says, he says to her. Mother, he, he, he was in an orphanage and she was the mother superior, the nun that raised him. Yep. So he views her almost as a mother figure in addition to a confidant. Yeah. Hang on, man. I, I need to. I, I Diane, Diane Keaton. Diane, Diane Keaton. Yeah. She played. Diane Keaton plays uh, his confidant. The, the, as you just said, the, uh, the, the mother superior. And uh, it, it's wicked, man. Uh, you know, and, and I think you can probably see more of that. A lot of the um, uh, action movies are going to have probably a few uh, of those kind of plot twists. So um, it's going to be an interesting four years, man. I mean, but we're going to make it. You know, we always do. Um, It's going to be just like um, if if people saw Blackish and and when uh, when Andre uh, was asked about his love, the character played by. Anthony Anderson was asked about his love relating to the country. Yeah. Uh, I want people should listen to that because I think he expresses what all of us express. And he made a, he made one simple line in there. Like we were not as disappointed as you, because guess what? We live a disappointment on a day to day basis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're going to get through this. You're the ones that got the problems. Yeah. You know? Yep. So on that note, man, Rand, I know you traveling today, man. And, and, and I greatly, Appreciate you jumping in. Uh, if folks know to say, damn, why Rand sound? Yeah, because, uh, you know, he's doing it remotely. You got to travel. Can you share what you're doing, man? Anything can you share? You going to, you know, going to the Falcons game <laughs> without me? <laughs> this show don't nah, man, you know, I, I, but I, I, don't, I, I don't make that type of paper. I don't make that paper now. Is uh, it that road trip? I, I, <laughs> No, 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 just, just, just you know, some, some family things you got to take care of. You know well, how that is. Well, absolutely, man. Good for you. Uh, but I appreciate you jumping on. And, uh, you know, we and, got uh, to roll it, man. When, when, when is our third member of the group coming back, man? I mean, I mean, is he is he like the David Ruffin of the team now? <laughs> David Ruffin. Uh, 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 Eddie, Eddie Kane, <laughs> Eddie Kane, Kane I mean, Jr. Bobby Brown. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, we you hopeful, know, man. Does he want this to be? Does he want this to be Tut? 
you know, GP3 <laughs> featuring Tuck, you know, is he the guy on the wrong? No, you know, you know, man, it's Falcons, dude. It's play. He, he knee deep. I think he, because a lot of folks, man, we start taping early. Folks already at the, uh, doing tailgate. They tailgate now. Out in the rain, man. It's just damp out there. Yeah, and and uh, you know, and and one of the things I want to wrap up, man, and just say, uh, hearts go out, man. Uh, tornadoes, uh, some severe weather came through Georgia, man, in the southeast, and uh, right, you know, South Georgia got hit, man. Eleven folks uh, died. Wow. Um, you know, and and that's um, you know, we're not even quite. Well, I guess we got February and March when we really get into the craziness, the severe weather with fronts coming through. But, um, you know, a lot of this happened overnight, late night. And, uh, you know, prayers go out to those families, man. That's just, um, you know, it's a difficult way to start the year. Yeah, so, you know. But, uh, you know, want to just let everybody know, man, appreciate it. We are, you know, uh, Rand starting to get, you know, more more people following and, and subscribing. Uh, still having some good cool. weeks, folks coming back from the holiday, but uh, don't forget, go to SoundCloud, uh, GP3, uh, Homies from the Block, look us up, and uh, follow, same thing on iTunes. Uh, don't forget, you can email us, uh, gp3rtt at gmail.com. Love to hear your feedback. Ran, you know, whatever you do today, today man, uh, you know, I know we got people internationally. Uh, I mean, you know, we had people in Poland checking us out. <laughs> So was, was that Putin? Cool. <laughs> Is that the Putin crew? Uh, watch what you say. Watch what you say. That's all I got to say. I just did a virus scan, man. I just, you know, as we were talking. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have people as far as like Singapore, Poland, you know, across the country. I mean, well, I'm sorry, across the world uh, and across the country. who Listen, man, we appreciate we've, we've, it. We've, we've, we've become global now, we, We've been global since we started, man. Because, you know, keep in mind, it's interesting, man. I, I mean, I... I have friends who, you know, Dubai, uh, you know, over over in the, uh, was it the Egypt, Emerald, Arab, I don't know how you say it, Arab Emirates. Arab. And, um, right. and folks, um, you know, in London, over in the UK. And they really want to know. They're following the election closely. So they look for, and they, you know, especially on the pod, in the podcast world, because it's easy access. People subscribe, you know, they can get it from across the across the world and um they want to know what's going on in the u.s they want different perspectives you know because they they don't want to just get it from uh you know journalists so in, in some cases they want a real world a real world perspective and, and we give it to them so there you go yeah we do excellent excellent okay then yeah man but uh again love your emails uh gp3rtt at gmail.com hey man be safe out there bro thanks again okay you You too, man. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Peace. All right. Peace.